Good evening, folks, and welcome to another episode of Your Life in America. Today, we have Anthony Hayes on with us, and he is a native of California, but he didn't necessarily start his life here. He's going to fill that in for us here momentarily, but we want to know some of the things about him and what makes life in America great for him. We're going to be talking about uh, his his family, his history, and his education, and... Uh, you know, he actually had a show himself, so we're going to cover that a little bit. And then, you know, to kind of close out the, the interview, we will be covering uh, what he's dealing with now and what makes his life in America and in the Bay Area what it is today. So welcome, Anthony, and uh, the floor is yours. Oh, thank you very much. And, and I crack up when I hear your voice, man. Your voice is so deep. Um, and real quick, so I am a native of California. I did start in California, and, and we moved out of California when I was a child for a couple of years, then we moved back. So I was here, left, and then came back. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. And we, we, we want to talk about your family for just a minute, if you can, sir. Uh, yeah. Uh, what's going on with that? Uh, married? Yes, I, yeah, yeah, I'm married. I have two children. I have a, uh, My son's 19. My daughter's 14. Um... And my wife, we met, uh, we were both school teachers at the time, you know, um, we taught middle, well, we, we taught middle school together. Okay. And, uh, we met, and I dug her, and she did not dig me. <laughs> <laughs> where did you go to school at, or where did y'all go to school at? Oh, where, where did we teach at? Yeah, where did you teach Oh, oh we were teaching, well, we met at uh, Madison Middle School, it's in Sabrani Park in Oakland, California. Okay. And, okay. um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, what are some of your hobbies and, and what interests you? I mean, I you know, it's funny. I grew up in a music... Well, one side of my family was music. The other side was their construction, you know? Okay. And I grew up doing both of those things. And to this day, I do both of those things, but I've always loved music, man. So, um, I did have a recording studio, a small, you know, a project studio for a while, and I did produce a decent amount of folks. But um, even today, I don't really work with other people. I just like writing music, man. I love music. You know, okay. I love listening to music. I love creating music. Okay. Do you write ballads or, or you know, th- songs that kind of get people up and flowing? Or where's, what's your genre that you kind of, you it's know, roll with? All over the board. I mean, you know, my influence... I mean, I love, like, most of what I listen to is, is probably 80% is jazz, but I'm not really, I don't write jazz. I mean, that's a whole different set of chops that I feel I don't have. But, right. But really, I'm an R&B guy. I mean, I do I do produce, you know, I do write hip-hop, you know, tracks, stuff like that. I mean, back in the 80s, like, who, who was not a rapper? Right, right. You know, I was rapping back in the day, but... <laughs> I, I slowly moved from the microphone to the production side, and I just stayed there. And I love that side. And like I said, I grew up with not a noise stop. I grew up with uh, you know musicians all around me, man. So it was kind of uh, a natural transition to go from the mic to the you know I guess to, to the to the mixing board or whatever you want to call it. You know. Right, right, right. So w- with that transition. Uh, have you made any records, or have you got anything out there? I, you know, it's funny. I put out an album, a rap album for this 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 kid in um, 2005. Um, I did another album that that 
it's funny because this next album I did is for a violinist and there was a lot of different genres on her on her on her album and I wrote I think I wrote probably three or four songs on her album but um, it's kind of funny because I didn't know that it was even out I ran into somebody and they told me oh yeah you know so-and-so's album is actually out I was like, oh, I didn't know it. <laughs> I had no idea because we haven't stayed. We haven't stayed in contact. Stay so in touch, after okay. we finished the album, she took it off to be mixed somewhere else because right. I did. I couldn't do the mixing for her. I didn't have the time, and that's the last I heard of it. So finally, she. I guess she released it. Okay. You know? Okay. So so give us a little bit of background then about your your what what kind of influenced you with music you know the parliament can function or oh man said. I was a oh, man I was an Ohio players fanatic as a kid man I mean when I matter of fact even to this day because I still buy records you know right even to this day I have two skin tight albums I don't know why I have two you know but <laughs> maybe I, it might be the cover <laughs> yeah it might be the cover yeah you know, any Ohio players covers you know it right. was, was wonderful you know oh yeah um but remind you of Players Magazine, you know, yeah. back in the day. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I think growing up with family who, who, who were musicians. Right. And I was around it all the time. You know, I was, even as a kid, you know, my mother, you know, I was fortunate enough that my mother trusted me with my older cousins and I would be with them okay. all the time. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And, and, and even... When I was, you know, a little kid, nine and ten, ten years old, I was in the recording studio with them at three, three o'clock in the morning. Right. So, did you ever, you know, you said you had two, two sides. So, did you ever dabble or do anything with the construction or how? Brother, did you? for years, because <laughs> I started doing that when I was like nine. Okay. But you know, when I say started, you know, I'm carrying rebar and lumber and stuff like that, thinking right. I'm doing something big. You right, know? doing maybe, that wheelbarrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe give me a hammer and a nail. You yeah, know? yeah. Do something over here. Right. But um, no, because I'm I'm currently a real estate broker. So when the market was really bad, I mean, I did a lot of construction. You know, okay. I had a partner with a contractor, and I used to work with him a lot, and I would. You know, um, yeah, do a lot of jobs and a lot of remodeling stuff. Okay. You know? So, with you being a real estate broker now, what is the market doing for you now? Or is it is it a good market? Or are you kind of kind of doing other things to kind of sustain yourself if the market is kind of tough right now? Yeah, it's, it's not a good market. Um, I'm fortunate enough to be, you know, have a couple things going on right now. But it's, it's not a good market to me. Um you know, it's hard for a lot of people. I mean, right. you know, I mean, on the buyer and seller side. Right. You know. So, so if, if somebody was in the market right now, how would you tell them to position themselves, or what would you tell them to be open to if you were in the market to buy or sell right now? Well, because prices are are kind of they dropped a little bit. Right. Things are moving slow, so in general, competition is not as bad out there. Like you're generally not having these bidding wars and stuff going on so right. you can get into something and, and, and it's hard to say at a decent price because California is just expensive and high but right. for the areas you can get into something and just hold out you figure well you know when things turn around at least you'll be able to refi okay. so you get something now that maybe is a little bit on the lower end cost wise it's still high but a little bit lower right hold on to it you know and refi out of it to a lower rate right okay okay you know okay. If, if, you, if you're buying if, yeah. right right but if you're now if you're on the other side of that equation if you're selling what would you say 
Uh, if you well, you know, I would if you're selling, I would say if you can hold on to it for a minute, I say hold on. Okay. Because when interest rates drop, prices will, you know, I mean, it's just it just be. I mean, that's generally what happens, right? There's right. correlation when they when they when one drops, the other one goes up. up right. Okay. Right? Yeah. You know, yeah. so hold on if you can. Right. I mean, you know what I mean? But if not, then, then, you know, let it go. Right, right, right. So, but if you put it out there on the market and it's not moving, what would be your strategy? Oh, man. So, you know, what I found is, so you all, you can always drop the price. Right. Which, which you know, I've done that. Um, you know, it depends on what you have, too. You know, like, if you have a house that's a fixer, you know, I do a lot of the stuff that probably old school stuff. I make flyers, man. I go to around to all these Home Depots and put them on people's trucks. Right. Okay. You know, because a lot of times you get contractors wanting to get into fixes and flip them and whatnot. Right. 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 You can do that. You know, you can. Um, you know, if you have a connection with the city programs, you know. Okay. People want to come in and interested, get them involved. In maybe a city program, you know, to help them get into the house and stuff like that. I mean, there's right. strategies. None of them are guaranteed. Okay. And you kind of like. Sometimes you're just like waiting around, like man. Right. Right. You know? Sometimes you just got to wait it out. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So if somebody wanted to get in touch with you uh, without with with regards to real estate, are you still? Doing that right now? Or? Oh, no, I'm still doing it, yeah. Okay, okay. I'm still doing it. So hopefully you'll give me some links or some information or some contact okay. information okay. so people, if uh, if somebody's interested in moving some real estate, they'll, they'll reach out to you. Sure, you know? sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. So uh, what's your education? What's your educational background? Um, I, I I went to San Francisco, yeah, I can't speak, sorry, San Francisco State University, Um in business and after that uh, after I finished I figured I was done with school forever right and then maybe a year no a couple years later I was like man I kind of missed this I like school so right I went back I play, I was trying to get into law school okay um, but you know being so preoccupied with um Women in college in undergrad, <laughs> right, right. My grades were not the best. <laughs> women were more important to me than my grades. Your grades with the women were better than your grades in class. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, yeah. yeah. So, so my GPA was not great coming out of college. Uh, my LSAT scores were not great. So you know, I I end up going into a business program only to bring up my GPA to reapply to law school again. Okay. What happened once I was in the program after a year, I'm like, forget it, let me just finish it out. Right, right. By the time I got out, I had no more interest in going to law school. So Okay. So what is your degree in now then? It's a M well it's it's MBA, but it's it's a MSBA, which is a master's of Sci- Master of Science in Business Administration. Okay. Okay. Well yeah. hey, any educated brother is always a good brother, you know, and uh, you yeah. just gotta figure it out. How you want to utilize it, and, and and you know what makes it work and, and tick for you, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and it's like I tell you know, and and I'm to, to be honest with you, man. I think if I would do it all over again, I wouldn't do the same thing. Okay. Um, because I always tell people to do what you love, really. Right. You know what I mean? Like right. do, and even if it doesn't make the most money in the world, you know what? It doesn't matter. You got people who don't do what they love, and they still won't make all the money in the world. Yeah, but but Anthony, how do you? How do you know what you love until you kind of, you know, get out from up under your, your parents' wings or your mom or, or whatever? And then while you're in college, you know, you still kind of 
finding yourself. So how do you how do you balance that out if you're gonna do what you love? I mean, unless you're gonna do it, unless you got a lot of resources well, right from the gate, you know. Well, I mean, even at school, like so. Really looking back, for me, I'm an artist, man. Even though I'm a real estate broker, I'm an artist. That's what I that's what I do in in my free time. If I'm not with you know, okay. hanging out with my wife and my kids, but you know, like. I could have gone into college and studied, you know, I could have gotten, you know, uh, you know, a master, I mean, I mean, a, you know, degree in fine arts or something like that. Right. You know okay. what I mean? And so, which is really more of my alley, even okay. though I have a business, but really, you know, uh, I got into business because I wanted to be an entrepreneur. Right. Okay. Not understanding that really going to college, you're being trained to work for somebody else for the most part. You're not really being taught entrepreneurship. And so that really was, I thought that was kind of just the only thing you do. Like, that's what you do. Right, you right, You get out right. of high school. And, you know, my mother was like, well, either you go to college or you get a job, move out. You know, and I was like, well... Let me see. I think we'll go to college. Right. You know? And what do you do? You go to business, right? Right. Okay. That's what you do. So, at the time, I was I was actually acting. Okay. So, I thought, I mean, I, I wanted to be an actor, I thought. And then, when I got to college, I thought it was kid stuff. So, everything that was not business related, because that was how you be focused. You get in college. Right. You focus on business, handling business. You do this. Okay. You put everything else to the side. And what I found is, man, I shouldn't put that stuff to the side. I loved it. Right, right, right. So, that, that, that leads us to when you had your show. You want to talk about your show a little bit? Sure. Yeah, yeah. What was the name of the show? And when did you start it? And, 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 and you know. Um, when I started, it was, it was a few years ago. I mean, it was like in 2000. Maybe seven, eight, something like that. And, okay. And I mean, it was a while ago. And I had, I started it because um, I had a very, you know, very close friend growing up. And I don't want to say his name, but the show was kind of written about him because he had gone through some things in life and out of it, he kind of became a chef. Okay. And I really wanted to create a show showing black folks a different way to eat and, 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 and honestly like you don't have to live on fast food if you're a single man right and there was something to me that you know a lot of cats felt that cooking was effeminate right right so, right but I wanted to show like no this is not so I say okay so what else can I do I, so I can get a guy who was a chef who was my boy and we can make a show around him, you know, and showing people how to cook and showing people how to cook for yourself, healthy for yourself, healthy for your lady or your, you know, your, your, your children, whatever. And bless you. And um, the problem is he ended up getting into trouble before okay. we shot the pilot. So my director at the time was like, well, we got a week, a week and a half before we shoot. And he said, you know, you've been an actor for a long time, because I was acting. Right. And you do like to cook, and I love, I do like to cook. I cook all the time. Okay. He said, well, you need to act like a chef. <laughs> <laughs> and that's exactly what he said. So you had to pivot, huh? Yeah. And, and, and so the show became kind of about me, but then I did a show with a good brother of mine, and... I liked it so much seeing two people on the show. I'm like, man, we got to change the format up, man, and make it a two-man format. I love that. Okay. So the show was called Keep It Hot. 
and really it was about a lifestyle. Okay. You know, like, but all we, all we really did was focus on the food to the point that we stopped doing the show, but it was about a lifestyle and just basically taking care of yourself, man, so you'll be around. Right. You'll be here. And I had roommates who lived on fast food, and I used to say, it always stuck in my head, like, why don't you cook for you? Like, you can't live like that. Right. To right. me. Okay, okay. So keep it hot. So yeah. when was your first episode, and then when was your last <laughs> episode? Well, my first episode, what it was, was a bean pie. So it's not the healthiest <laughs> thing in the world, but everybody was like, hey, you got to make your bean pie, you got to make your bean pie. Because I, 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 I was able to get the recipe for bean pies. Years ago, and I've been making them for over 20 years. Was now. it a family recipe, or who did nah, you get? Okay. No, it, it's kind of funny because I used to buy bean pies from they used to have a thing called the Black Muslim Bakery out here. Right. I used to buy bean pies. I remember one time I brought one to my grandmother, a piece, and she right. was like, What is that? I told her. And I went back over there, like maybe a couple weeks later. And she said, I got something I want you to taste. And I said, what? So she, she gave it to you. And I'm like, that looks like a bean. And she, she made one just from tasting it. Now, right. okay. it was not like the Black Muslim Bakeries. Okay. But that made me realize you can actually make these ourselves. You don't have to buy it. So I was on this, 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 this path, this trek to find the recipe. Okay. And I did. So, no, it was not a family thing. So I started making them. And over the years, the recipe has changed. Right. And now it's really, really my recipe. Okay. You know, very different than, than what the nation does or whatever. Okay. You know? so, so do you have a website for that? Or are you thinking about selling those? Or do you do that? No. I mean, you know what I do? I've sold them as a hobby. Like, people will taste them, say, oh, you know what? Can you make me some over the holidays? Okay. And I will, I'll sell them. But it's oh. not like it's ever been a big push or a campaign to sell them. You okay. Know? Now, is this, when you make them and, and do what you do, is your family involved with it? Or is that is that you, just just solo? They're involved in eating them. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no. Right? As far as making them, nah. Uh, They're not involved in the production, huh? Nah, nah, nah. They, they eat them. And, 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 and they, they often get annoyed because... If I have somebody who have, you know, I'll probably get some orders around this time of the year because holidays right, coming. Right, right. And people, I've made them, and people didn't send them to New York. People didn't send them to to, to, to Maryland. I mean, you know. Okay. But, so if, let's say somebody, well, I want to order six. I'm going to make six. Okay. My daughter's like, where's ours? No, I ain't make ours. <laughs> I'm making this thing. <laughs> I'm not making it. We don't right. need it. Because a bean pie, even though there's beans in it, and say beans have protein and fiber, Yeah. but it is a pie. Right. It is a pie. It's not a meal. It's a pie. Okay. That means it's sweet, it's sugar, you know what I mean? Right, right, right. Yeah. Right. Right. Okay, okay. So, growing up in the Bay Area, Yeah. What do you see? What do you like about the Bay Area? Um, it's kind of funny you ask that because I'm really, really kind of ready to get to lead the Bay Area. I'm, I'm kind of done with the Bay Area, but growing up here was fun. I mean, you know, I like the fact, I like the proximity, man. You can, you can. I mean, come on, man. You drive for 45 minutes to an hour, you, you in the mountains, right? Well, you right. drive 30 minutes, you at the water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, you drive for a couple hours, you in the desert. Yeah. I mean, that's so great. And then there's a lot of different cultures here, man. Oh, yeah. It's rich with a lot of different cultures. Yeah. Yeah, I love that, man. I mean, I love it. I mean, you go to, like, there's places, 
And then now, like, yeah, like, I love New York. New York is like, there's so many different cultures. Right. Um, <clears throat> um, but no, that's one of the things I really dig. I mean, there's so many different cultures. You're, you're, you're exposed to so many different kind of people. Right. You know what I mean? <clears throat> Whether they're, you know, black, white, Asian, right. you know, Latino or, or Mexican or straight, gay, whatever. Right. It's right. just... Whether you get down with any of it, right. you're exposed to all of it. You have to interact with it every day. You know what I mean? Right. Which is a benefit because you go to other places sometimes. They don't have, they're not used to the exposure to all these different. So would you say the Bay Area is, is tolerant of, of other people, of the races, of the cultures, or rich in it, or, you know, with the richness um, of it? I, you know, I, and, and I, I hate, I don't like the, the the ter- racial tolerance, because to me, in order to tolerate something, it's really you, 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 you putting up with something that you don't like. Okay. That's the way I see the word tolerate. Okay. So how would you, how would you say the, 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 the how would you say that the cultural mix is then for being in the Bay Area? I, I think it's pretty cool, but I still think, but, but I still, even growing up, there was still issues. I mean, there's still racial issues, cultural issues, you know, folks right. don't get along. I mean, right, right. blacks having, you know, uh, us having issues with, with maybe Filipinos and Filipinos having issues with whatever, you know what I mean? Right, it, right. It's, it's just, you know, it, it's, it's, it's still always this, this, this fight, you know, like black and brown always not getting along and this and that, and, and not right. all the time, but just too often. Yeah, yeah. You know, blacks and Samoans fighting. Are you kidding? What, what are you? I mean, what are you talking right, about? Right. We're like the same folks. Yeah, what yeah, you mean, right? Yeah, and and with the Black Panthers, you know, coming out of here, oh, yeah. Or yeah, you know, the the history of this area is really rich with you know how they you know developed here and they were actually yeah. doing things for the community and everything else, you know, so. Oh man, yeah, no. Oakland has such a rich. Even I was on the other side of the bay growing up, but Oakland has such a rich history, man. I mean, it really does. Right. Um, so when you say you was on the other side of the bay, where is that? So I was I was born in San Francisco, and like I said, we left, moved to Colorado for a couple of years, then we came up here to the Bay Area. Okay. Again. You know, what is I mean? there a big difference between being uh, on the other side in, in the area? city and being in Oakland? Yeah. Um, to me, there was. I mean. Yeah, to me, to me there was. I mean, and it's kind of funny because to me, Oakland, to me, was always kind of treated as a stepchild in San Francisco, right? Okay. You know what I mean? Right. Um, I think the feeling in, in San Francisco is folks are a bit more... Elitist? Bit more, yeah, elitist. <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay. Um, a bit more cultured and whatever, which I don't really agree with. Right, You know right. what I mean? Um but I think that that's kind of the way it was looked at when right. I was younger. But, but now it's kind of funny now because, you know, San Francisco is going through some kind of gentrification, you know, uh, oh, you yeah, know, man, with the, with, yeah, you know, with the, with the Tenderloin area, just, they've been hit hard, you know, with all of the, 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 you know, just the crime, the empty buildings, you know, with everybody working from home. Yeah. I mean, look, brother, when, when I was younger, because see, I grew up, I grew up down the peninsula from San Francisco, right? Okay. So... I remember, like, in San Francisco, I, you know, I had partners who lived, like, in, in, in Fillmore and Baby, when I used to run around with them. And I remember in Fillmore, man, I remember, like, when Fillmore used to be black. I mean, it used to be black. Like, right. that was Fillmore. But now, I mean, then it got to a point where, like, and they changed the name to the Western Edition. You know, folks are good with that. They right, come right. in and they, 
gentrifying and change names to things, right? Right. But I remember, no, Fillmore was black. West Oakland was black. And now things are changing so much. Right. You know what I mean? So what about Berkeley? I used to hear it. So, excuse me, I'm a a Cleveland native. So I grew up in Cleveland, Ohio. But uh, Cuyahoga. Yeah, yeah, Cuyahoga. (laughs) So, you know, I didn't know too much about it. But when I moved here, you know, you, you know, Berkeley also has a rich history, too. So, you know, did you kind of get into Berkeley or did you kind of just stay with the Oakland and San Francisco? I, I, yeah, I wasn't. I really wasn't hip to Berkeley. I think as much at Berkeley as I got into when we were in college, um, UC Berkeley, I didn't go to UC Berkeley, but they had a, a library called Moffitt. Okay. And Moffitt stayed open until like 3 or 4 o'clock, maybe 3 o'clock in the morning so we could come over here, right. get on the train, go to Moffitt and study until like, you know, 2, 3 in the morning and walk to Blondie's and get a slice. You know what I mean? It was, <laughs> okay. you know, but I mean, that was, I wasn't, I was never a Berkeley, you know, I okay. mean, now they did a record store out there. It was great called Rasputin's, which was really, that was, that was cool. Okay. Yeah. Rasputin's had everything. Right. You know? Right. So did you have the big eight track library and the CD library or the, or the big, huge album library? I still or? do. Really? Okay. Yeah. Still buy records to this. Um, I still I love records, man. And, and I didn't have a lot of A-tracks. I had a couple A-tracks, but had a lot of cassettes. I got rid of all those. Should have kept them, I guess. I don't know. But right, right. I still have still have plenty of CDs. I still have plenty of records. Okay. You know, I, okay. Still, got, I still play records <clears throat> okay. in the house. So how do, you, how do you relate all of that history, and how do you pour into your, you know, your family with your wife, son, and daughter, and, and, and still be you, and... and, and Keep them aware of where you come from and, and what you've kind of gone through. Um, they they know. I mean, you know, I because I do what I grew up doing. I mean, what I what I do is a byproduct of me growing up, right? So okay, I'm always playing records. It's like my daughter. She, you know, I, I mean, when they ride in the car, right? I have partners who, whenever their kids would get in the car, they would turn to like. Camiel in the stations that the kids like to hear. Right. I don't do that. Okay. They get my car, man. I'm still listening to Miles. Okay. I'm still listening to Coltrane or okay. Auto Ensemble of Chicago or right. Ohio Players or Earth, Wind, and Fire. Okay. So my kids exposed to all that. They've they got been exposed that since okay. they were young. You okay. know, and that's part of it. I mean, they know my history because I talked to them about it. You know what I mean? And then, you know, it's like, look, when you have kids and you, and you may have gone through this, like, you know, my son may do stuff and, I'd be like, look, man, you take having a father for granted, man. Yeah. You know, I'd be like, look, man, I didn't have a father, man, right. growing up. So, yeah. but they can't understand it because they've always had a father. Right, right. Just like they don't know what it's like not to have a father. I never knew what it's like to have a father. Right, right. right. So, I, I mean, I try to, you know, relate that stuff to them as, you know, I mean, as much as I can. And they, I think they just kind of see me. I mean, you know, I'm a, I'm a man of, you know, uh, many mistakes, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's just called life, brother. Yeah. It's just life, you know. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? And, and, you know, even with fatherhood, it's, uh, I know we, this wasn't even a topic, but I mean, like, I know with fatherhood, man, I was terrified when my wife was pregnant, man, because I was like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> right. You know, like, yeah. I don't know how to be a dad. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, the babies, they don't come home, you know, when the hospital send you home, they don't send you home, <clears throat> excuse me, they send you home with a few instructions, but they don't, you know, they don't give you an operating manual or nothing like that, but nah. it's kind of cool to see how your uh, children's personalities develop, and you know, like how yeah. you talk to your daughter, 
Yeah. You don't talk to her the same way you talk to your son, but you still no. want them to have yeah. success. You know, I, I want them to have success, and I've had, it's been a very fine line that I've had to walk, because when, when I was young, you know, in college, everything was, you know, black power this, black power that, and I still loved it, I still feel that, everything was Malcolm this, right. you know, um, um, Khalid Muhammad this, you know, Farrakhan yeah. this, and, and I'm still that way, but as a child, I don't want to paint a picture to them that, you know, uh, everybody who's not black is bad or right, yeah. there's so many barriers in this country, you can't get through them. Right. Regardless of what I believe personally, I don't want them feeling that way because it's, at the end of the point, it creates a sense, it can create a sense of hopelessness as opposed to trying to balance it out like yeah it's rough over here it's rough over here you gotta go this route but you have to figure out how to manipulate it how to maneuver you gotta be yeah. resourceful yeah you know you gotta be industrious right you know what I mean and black folks have shown throughout history right that we are the most resourceful most re- <laughs> industrious people on the planet I'm right. sorry that's oh, yeah. the way it goes oh yeah yeah you definitely know? definitely because yeah. Now, now, now that young people are getting beat up with the student loans, uh, the inflation, just, just so many, so many different challenges now, you know, and uh, yeah. it's, 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 it's tough. It really is. So, uh, do you and your family take family vacations together? And where did y'all last go on a family vacation? The last day? time we went, we went to Mexico, um, a place, uh, called Playa del Carmen which is near I can't remember where it's near. anyway Playa del Carmen which was really we had a ball we had a great time um, I love hot weather anywhere I can go with hot weather man I love it it was great before that the we went to I think the last time we we, we, we did we went to Hawaii which we had a ball okay now I will say this though We will no longer Go to Hawaii Because You know um, Did y'all have a, a, a different kind of experience The last time you were there No No We had a great experience But the thing is That um, Jaleesa That's my wife She read an article um, Talking about And saw an interview Like some of the native Hawaiian folks Were like asking Like folks Stop coming here As a vacation place Right because you come here, you raise prices, you know, you don't take care of the place. I mean, you know, it, it just, it turns it turns the place where people live into a commodity. Right, okay. And so we have decided because of that we will no longer go. I mean, and so we you love were, it. So you weren't you were treated bad oh, or, or no. mishandled or anything nah, like that? No, man, we, we loved it. We had, I didn't want to go to Hawaii when, <laughs> when we planned it, but we just couldn't figure it, you know, out of spot. Right, man. We had we had a ball, man. We had some. That's one of the best, most fun vacations. We it's, we had a ball. Yeah, yeah. But it's like we won't. We're not going to go and disrespect the wishes of the people who are from there. Okay, okay. You know that's not right. Right, right. So where would you like to take your family now? Then, if you had to go to another vacation and man, money was an object or anything like that, where would you go? Uh, I like. To, I want to go to Ghana. Okay. And we were supposed to go. In 20, I can't remember, COVID was like 2020, right? Okay. So we were supposed, the summer that COVID hit, the summer of the year that COVID hit, we were supposed to go to Cuba. Okay. 
you know, I was looking forward to that, and really looking forward to that. Uh, didn't make it, you know, because of COVID. Right. That's the place I want to go to. I, I want to go to COVID. I want to go to Cuba. I want to go. I want to take them to Ghana. Okay. You know, um, you know, there's so many places, man. I would love to take them to Panama. Okay. You know what I mean? There's. I mean, I give you a whole page. <laughs> I want to take it to New York. Right. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, so there's, there's there's different places I want to take them, man. Okay. You know, which would be great. Right. Right. So, what would you what would you say to the young generation now about how life is and, and your life in America and, and how you maneuver for success? Um. You know, you have to maneuver. Being very aware and not afraid, but very aware of your surroundings all the time. Okay. You know, this is, this can be a place that's not always the most friendly. Right. Or the most loving towards black folks. This is the bottom line. Right. And you don't want to necessarily function in fear. Right. But you got to keep that in mind when you move and understand that you're going to have to do a few more things to get ahead, to get to this next place. You can't do, and I'll give you a short example. Well, at one point in time, I was a school teacher at Berkeley High. Right. And I remember when I had, now I did have some really good black students, brilliant, you know, brothers and sisters I had in class. Right. But I had some white students who were great students, A students, but they come to school with, piercings all over their face and purple and green hair and all this. And I be like, we can't do that. Right. Because all they got to do is go get a haircut. Right. Remove right. some earrings and face <laughs> earrings or whatever. Right. Remove that stuff, get a haircut, and they get a job at the law firm with their uncle or whatever, right? We don't generally have that. Right. So you can't, and I always told my kids, you know, as sad as it is, you can't do all, uh-huh. bless you, you can't always do the things these other folks can do. Right, right. Because life is different for us now. When I would hear, well, that's unfair. Right. Yeah, like life can be unfair. Yeah, right. But the thing is, what that has done for black folks is because we've had to be better, we've gotten better. Right. And we do better. But you said, you said something really cool. I like, you said you can't function in fear. But you also can't function in anger, you know, because if you if you function in anger, <laughs> sorry, if you function in anger, it it, it 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 can it can throw you off. If you I've come to learn uh, in my life that if I make a decision out of either fear or anger, it's usually a bad decision. I agree. You know, and, and I've made and like you said, I've, I've done a couple of those. You know, yeah. I've been around a, a little bit, and uh, I've made a couple of things. And fear or anger. So, so how do you, how do you, you know, both of your children are teenagers now, right? Well, one's nineteen. He'll be twenty in in, in twenty four. That's so. a man right there. He's a man. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. So, and my daughter's fourteen. Um, and one thing I want to add to what you said about functioning out of fear or anger, I did that for so many years, functioning out of anger. Right. Um, and you miss a lot, man. Yeah. Yeah. Like you miss a lot. I know. I know that. People brought things to me, right? And and keep in mind, I'm you know I'm I'm half white. My my father was black, my mother's white. Okay, but I also grew up to understand white people very well, right? Um, and I didn't trust certain things, and I got to a point like you know where I remember that a couple times there were white men or white women, whatever. No, white older white guys, right? Who just took a liking to me, not in a 
you know, homosexual way or right, gay, right. but just like me, you know, as as a man, it was like tried to put me on to different things. Like right. you know, when I first got in real estate, there was an older white guy, man, a good, good guy, man, and he tried, he wanted to help me and try to teach me the ropes in commercial real estate because right. this dude do he did really well, right? Because he was a white guy, I didn't trust him, right, man. You see, so you see how I, sh- yeah. I cut myself off, man. Yeah, yeah. And, he, and he was a good man. I mean, that dude was—he was a good guy, man. Yeah. There wasn't nothing wrong with him. Yeah, that was me. Yeah, yeah, that was me, man. I was tripping. I mean, and so you can't—you gotta—you have to. It's kind of funny. You gotta be on guard, but you still gotta be open. Right, right. If you're open, you miss. You're not open, you miss. Right, right. So <clears throat> when you meet somebody now, how do you? How do you assess if you feel like you can be around them or how do you assess to say, well, this person is is here to help me or this person is in my life to teach me something because we don't necessarily we just don't necessarily move in the same way. You know, I am. um, Even though I didn't go off this, you know, a lot when I was at certain times in my life, but. I'm like, I think my mother, in the sense that she was a very intuitive person. Okay. And she was very good at reading people. And I'm pretty much like that. Right. So I don't really have a fear about being around people. Like, you know, some people around folks, but they feel like they have to be on guard. Right. I'm pretty open because if I'm going to be around you, I'm not worried about anybody really getting in and doing me harm because... If you don't open the door, you can never really experience life. So, right. because I'm, I believe I'm a pretty good judge of character. Okay. Pretty intuitive. Right. I don't really have a problem with being around folks and kind of letting them in for what they are, right? Or for who they are, for what they bring to the table, and you know if, and 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 I'm also very transparent. Right. As people have told me, like I can't hide my feelings. Right. So if I don't like you. Everybody's going to know it, right? You know, and so, so I just won't be around you. Okay, but so 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 Anthony, how did you maneuver being a you know a biracial product? I mean, you know, mother white, dad black. Yeah. How did you know when 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 somebody could say, okay, I see you, I see you, yeah. but I don't see you, kind of thing, or when somebody says, hey, I see you, and, and, and kind of hang with us now, you know? You know what? Okay, so. You know, my mother and my grandmother raised me. Okay. Right? And so, but I had black family around a lot. Okay. And my cousins around. And then even in the summers, I would go spend the summers down with, with the, uh, my cousins on my, on my mother's side. Okay. And then I would go spend the summers with my cousins on my father's side. Right. So I never lost contact with my father's side. I lost contact with my father. Right. But not his side of the family. Did you ever? How, how, did you ever really get any kind of a relationship with your dad? Or very, yeah, a little bit. So, so before I was twenty, maybe twenty one, twenty two, I had seen him maybe twice in my life. Okay, you know, and you know, he was a uh, he was an interesting dude. And so, um, but I would see my cousins they'll be like oh yeah your dad was just here last month and I ain't seen that dude in years right, you know what I mean right, yeah. so but so then when I was 21 I literally 
he was he was here. I, I, I was over in San Francisco, and I, I ran into him on the street. Right. And was like, yo, what? You know, because it also was crazy. So to, to go back a little bit, I had seen him a few months earlier. No, about a year earlier. Okay. I was down in L.A. with my cousins, and he, he visited them. He didn't know I was there. Okay. He visited them. Right. We hung out. And I'm always wary, like, yeah, yeah, I don't believe what you say. And, I, and it was probably a good reason not to believe what he would say. But he was saying, well, I'm going back up to the Bay. You know, why don't we connect when I get back up there? Because, you know, I'm going to be in your life this time. And by this time, I was like 21 years old. I'm about 20 years old. Right, right. And, of course, he did what he always does. He never, that was it. Right, okay. Bye. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I ran into him on the street. And at that point, I was like, man, you're going to give me a number. I mean, not really. I didn't tell him that, but I'm saying that was my attitude. Like, right. waited my whole life, man. Yeah, you know, you here. We got to have some kind of relationship. Right. So we were cool um, until I was about. Um, man, I think I was like in my late twenties. Okay. We were cool. I would go hang out. You know, my, my boys would go over and hang out at his house. We, you know, hang out shoot pool. You know, he he could. Right. You know, he he was a hustler, man. He could pool shoot pool. Right. And so. Um, then we got into a big argument when I was 28 because I, I was teaching school at the time. Okay. And I told him my plan was to hang a couple more years and I was leaving right. to pursue, you know, life as, 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 as an artist. Okay. You know, producing music. And, right. And he just went on a tirade, man, talking crazy to me and all kind of stuff. And we just, we just got into it. And he said some things about my mother. And when he did that, I just lost it. Okay. You know what I mean? And so... We didn't speak again until um, two days before he died. So I saw him probably on September 9th, 2001. Right. And he died on September 11th, 2001. Wow. Wow. Okay. You know, and he had a uh, he had stomach cancer. Okay. Okay. And I just got word through the grapevine. Your dad is sick. He's not going to make it. You should go see him. Right. So me and my girlfriend, my lady, who's now my wife. Right. She went with me, and we went to... She had never met him before. Okay. And, and, and so we went to go see him, and he was in the hospital, and, you know, okay. we talked, and um, then he passed two days later. Okay, okay. So... That was the extent of our relationship. <laughs> so did he have a lot of trauma himself in his life? I don't know, because I really don't know. I know my my grandfather was... He 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 was a musician. He was okay. he, he was he was a he was a jazz pianist. Right. And he was supposedly on the road all the time. Okay. He was never around. Yeah. But he was there though. So he was he was still their father. And see, so even my uncle Tony, he he was a jazz musician. They were, I mean, they were doing what musicians do. You, right. They were professional musicians. You you on tour. You travel. So who could you? Who could you emulate then as a role model as a male there? Because you say your grandmother and your mother were there. But who was there for you as a father figure, you know, kind of growing up? <laughs> I didn't really have any. But what, so what I did, you know, for, so for example, I took, I took martial arts as a kid. Okay. So my sensei at the time, I kind of lashed on to him a little bit. You know, certain aspects of him. Right. I watched him. I just kind of watched him the way he would do. Right. I had, uh, 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 you know, a couple of my partners. Okay. I watched their fathers. Right. And so I kind of... Created my own fatherhood from composites of from, other yeah, people, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. other people and other fathers around. Then I had older cousins who I was always around, right? And they were just 
you know, I, I mean, I idolized them. Okay. Yeah, I mean, they were, they were musicians, too, and I just idolized everything about them, you know? Okay. Um, so I think that and just fathers and friends and, you know, my, you know, sensei and martial arts, and I created this father I did. Yeah, yeah. Out of them, out, right. of, out of many different folks. Right, okay. You know what I mean? So, so in turn, then, Anthony, how does that make you be a better father to your son and your daughter now? Um, how, you know, that's a hard question because sometimes I question if I'm really a good father or... Well, you're good just for the fact you're there. Yeah, I mean, I mean, no, that's true. I mean, but, you know, again, I make mistakes and, and you know, I, I don't... So I, may, I make mistakes like every other father. Right. But, so it's hard for me to say what makes me better or good. I have, I have a, a good friend of mine... Um, my man Jeet and he's probably one of the best fathers I've ever seen ever in my life and okay. he that's my man and his his son you just watch him he was you know watch him raise his son it was amazing so I've, I've used him too like man Jeet what do I do you okay. know about this so I I don't know if it's maybe because I, I use some things that they did right you know and I've did some things on my own. Okay. I tried to figure out because, you know, even I was told myself, like, no matter what happens with me and my wife. Right. I would never leave my kids. Okay. Because I don't want them to be who I was. Right, right. Or, or grow up, you know, like that. Same way, right. Yeah. And, and so, and, and they've never had to, which is good. Yeah, but I think you got to give yourself some credit. I mean, you know, you, you're, y'all still a whole family, you know, you're there, you, you're true. in their life, you know, and... and uh, no, no, that's true. I mean, I'm, but I'll tell you, I'll tell you one thing, man. I, I'll say this. My wife came from a nuclear household. Right, right. Like mother, father, sister, you know Everybody what I mean? present, yeah. Yeah, and there's been times when I'm like, you know, we would get into an argument. I'd be like, okay, we're done. This marriage's not working. She'd be right. like, what do you mean we had an argument? Yeah. But to me, like... You know, yeah. that's what, hey, if we are doing it, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Right? I'm done with you. Yeah. Yeah, I'm done. And she'd be like, what are you talking about? Right. You know, we had an argument. Yeah. yeah. Why are you so quick to just throw it all away? Yeah, because yeah. to me, it's like, okay, when you have a girl, I mean, when you're in non committed relationships or where the commitment's not super strong, a couple of arguments, I ain't got time right, for this. Right, right, right. Right? So it just. I never really had examples of seeing mother and father of success. Argue. You never really yeah. had examples of success. Fair, familial success, I guess yeah. you see. Yeah, so so it just um so I, I have to give my wife a lot of credit too, you okay. know, for for making sure things have been held together because right. even times I mean I already throw the towel in. Right, right. Now I know she's getting frustrated with me and be like, oh, yeah, you should throw the towel in <laughs> you know, but but yeah. you know She's she's been right. like some glue for real. Right. So how long have y'all been married? Then? Brother, it's been twenty years, man. Wow, that's a blessing, man. You yeah. Know, so you should lift her up, man. You, you know, oh, so, yeah. so you, so what's her name? And and uh, how does she how does she keep you grounded? How does she keep <laughs> you in check? <laughs> Jaleesa, her name is Jaleesa, and she is she is my. I can say she's she's been my fan, a big fan. Okay. But she can always also be my biggest you. critic. Oh yeah. man, you know, and and, and Susie's expression, expression, right, brother, don't think your shit don't stink, right, because it does, yeah. You know what I'm and she has no problem with letting me know that, right. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, she's and she's just she's a good person, man. Uh, yeah, well, you know, you need she's somebody a good to keep person, you, brother. Yeah, kind of keep you humble, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so we we covered your wife. What's your relationship now like with your daughter? My relationship with my daughter is interesting. Um, I'm trying to. I mean, of course, I love my daughter to death, and, right? And we're. It's interesting because she she's really a mama's girl. Okay. Normally they say it's daddy's girl, you know, right. uh, mama's son, right? Right, and right. It's not like that. So our relationship is cool. Okay. You know, it's, I mean, it's good. We have a good relationship. I think sometimes it's not as, I think I get, well, I don't know if I get jealous, but, you know, it's kind of funny because, for example, I picked my daughter from school. Hey, baby, I was school. It was good. <laughs> Silence on the line. Yeah, 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 yeah right. <laughs> you know, so uh, what'd you do today? Uh, you know, yeah. just regular work stuff. Yeah. All right, whatever. We go home. I'm in the other room. I'm, you know, I have a home office. I'm in my office, and I hear her in the bedroom with my wife. They having a conversation about whole, the whole day at school, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, why? I, you know, so yeah. that that so I mean, but you know, fathers, fathers to kids, most of the time. It's almost like this, you know. Mother's Day, people are going out and buying the whole oh, store. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You going out, you get roses. You can't get enough flowers. Yeah. You can't do but Father's Day, they looking at you to be on the grill. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm <laughs> yeah. saying? You know. So, so, yeah. So that's that's kind of like how you are regulated in a family in yeah. the sense of your position. You no, know? no, you're right. It's different. I mean, you know, yeah. and and I, and I will say, fortunately, you know, on Father's Day they do do stuff. Yeah. And 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 even my birthdays, like, because I don't, I've never really, as a man, probably the last twenty years, I really haven't had a lot of interest in celebrating my birthdays. Right. And. My daughter's like, oh no, you have to celebrate your so so. My daughter, she was like, no, you have to celebrate your birthday. But you see how she comes, she yeah. comes, she comes out for you. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? that's what I'm saying. So yeah. so yeah, so our relationship, I think my relationship with both my kids is good. I think sometimes it could be a little strained because I could be right. a, a hard ass, right? Or 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 you know, um, I can be just I want things my way, right. this way, right? And it's not that I want it my way. And your way is cool, but mine's better. No, my way and your way is wrong. Oh, right, right. You know what I mean? And so <laughs> that, that I'm trying to get better with that. Right, okay. You know, kind yeah. of give some more validity to their way or whatever way of doing things. And, you know, I mean, and it's hard. I mean, look, this generation is different, man. Yeah, yeah. I don't understand. Well, you know, we are, we, we, are, we, are, we are encapsulated or stuck in time in the generation that we grew up in, even mm-hmm. though... Everything is moving and grooving around us and changing. Yeah. You know what worked for you in your time, and that's what you try to, you know, push into them. But unfortunately, uh, sometimes we don't, we, don't, we don't do it that smooth, you know? No, we don't do it that smooth. I mean, yeah. man, because look, I don't, you know, I remember I, remember I was teaching. Right. And this was later on because I, I quit teaching, and, you know, I, I'm living as a struggling artist, so I went back. To teach in the gig, I had to make some money. Right. And I'm sitting in the class, and I got, and I love telling the story because it just, to me, is so representative of today. Right. These four girls sitting around in a circle, and they're all texting, but they're all friends. Yeah. And I was like, I said, you guys would rather sit around in each other's company and text people? Yeah. Instead of talk? Right. And they said, we are talking. I said, what do you mean you're talking? She, she said, we're texting each other. Yeah. I said, but y'all are sitting in the same room. Right. 
in like next to each other, but you're texting each other? Yeah. And you're not talking? Yeah. And she said, she said, it takes too much effort to talk. And I was like, you know what? That did, <laughs> that did not resonate <laughs> with me. Like, so right. that whole way of thinking to me is like, yeah. I don't, what do you, I don't get that. Because we grew up in a time, man, you had to be, you had, you to, had be to talk, yeah. you had to be present, you had to be face-to-face, present, whatever. Right. All of those things, this, and, and see, but it's funny because I was telling, and I've heard other people say the same thing, but. I don't see how I've ever seen a time in my life when the population has been more connected, but so disconnected. They're, they're more connected, but they're disassociated. Dis- disassociated, disconnected, yeah. disassociated. You're yeah, right. yeah. And and it's like so the connection's not real. Like Facebook friends are not your friend. Yeah, yeah. You got I got I got three million Facebook friends, but how many people can you call? Yeah, when when the lights is off and you might need some help. Or That's this what I'm that. saying. Yeah, you ain't yeah. calling on Facebook people. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> right. You're not having a Facebook, you know, rent party. It right. Just, it just exists. Yeah. You know what I'm mean? saying. Yeah. So, yeah. so, but but it's kind of funny. It's like they don't. A lot of the generation to me, they don't really understand. Like right. That's not a real friend. Right. That's somebody you have a conversation with, you know, whatever. Right. You see their face. It may not even be them that you're looking at. You don't know. Right. You don't have any idea. Yeah. So as we get ready to wrap up our show, sir. Yeah. What would you say is your life in America about happiness, your dream? Have you had some struggles? What is your life in America like, Anthony? Um, I think, you know, because... Like America, and 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 as a as a black man in this country, you're supposed to produce, and you're supposed to be this one, this this thing, right? Right. I was not able to achieve the career that I wanted. Okay. To the level that I wanted, or even, and so, I struggled a lot with that. Okay. I mean, really, really hard on myself, man, and right. just feeling like a failure because I had. To be honest with you, because I had equated my self worth with what I what I produced. Okay. And if I didn't produce what I had in my mind, right? I mean, I wasn't worth shit. Okay. And so, I've gotten to the point now, over the last probably, I think since my mother passed away, a lot of things have changed for me. I look at life differently a little bit. Okay. And I'm starting to really, I'm starting to be a lot more cool with where I'm at. Right. You know what I mean? Um, you know, and I used to blame this. I mean, I didn't make it because of this and this and that. And my son, I was telling him what I said, no, I didn't make it because of me. Right, okay. Whatever I didn't make, it was because it wasn't on anybody else but me. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you this real quick. My <laughs> father, you know, he, 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 he didn't really talk to me that much. Uh-huh. But uh, one day, you know, I was a teenager, yeah. That testosterone that came down on me. It was like, hey, he's like, I didn't get the memo because he said, hey, come on outside. I don't want to mess up your mother's house. Oh, wow. And, and then he helped me up. You know, he knocked me down, knocked me out. But but it taught me something, you know, that, that hey, uh, just because I'm old, don't think that I don't know what I'm doing. Don't, 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 yeah. don't discount me. Don't count me out. Yeah. And you always underestimate me. Yeah. And, and, and he showed me that that's not. That's not the case. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, it's kind of funny, man. And hearing those stories, I've always dreaded the the time when I'd have to put my hands on my son. Right. Like that. Yeah. Um, I have put my hands on my son. Right. Um, 
he didn't knock he didn't knock him out. Right. You know what I mean? Because I didn't put him on that way. But I've, I've you know I've, I've definitely put my hands on him. Right, right. And because I think yeah he forget like who the fuck are you talking to? Right. Wait a minute, you don't. I'm yeah. like man, yeah. I'm not your, your homeboy over here. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's like so. I've done. I mean, yeah, I've had to do that. Right. I hate it. Yeah. You don't feel good about it. No, you don't. You don't. Nah, man. Not at all. So we we'll give you the last few minutes here, sir. What would you like to tell America about your life in America? <clears throat> well, you know, my life in America has been good. I think it could be a whole lot better if I didn't have to see people struggle around me. I get tired of seeing people struggle. I get tired of seeing people not being able to make it. You know. Um, I don't like seeing the homelessness. Right. You know right. what I mean? Um, I don't like seeing people not being able to pay their bills and all this. That thing, it, it, it makes it very hard to be happy and excited when you're the only one or there's only a few of you standing up, everybody else falling down. Right, right. right? Um, I can say that. I can say that America, we are making it despite your efforts. Right. <laughs> To try to keep our ass from doing anything. Right, okay. You know what I mean? We still push. We're still here. And black folks are always going to be here. I'm still standing. Like I said, Alpha Omega from A to Z. Yeah. Without us here, y'all can handle. Right. So right. we're gonna continue, we will continue to make it. Right, right. Regardless of what you do, what you've done. I mean, cause no other group of people has been through what we've been through. I'm sorry. Right. Nobody. Has been through this, and you're trying to erase still it all at the same time. Yeah. yeah, still standing strong. Still standing. Still, still standing. standing. Yep, yep, yep. Well, thank you so much, Mr. Anthony. I appreciate your time. I really do, and I just thank you for showing up and uh, letting people know and giving them some insights to your life in America. Okay, well, thank, thank you so you. much. I appreciate it. Thank yep. you. Uh-huh.